Thompson Guitars is a small custom shop in Oregon and is a proud sponsor of the Travis Book Happy Hour. They make handcrafted, vintage-sounding guitars for many different playing styles, from a dreadnought to parlor size. Go to pktguitars.com for more information. Hey everyone, Ed Helms here. You might know me as Andy from The Office or Stu from The Hangover, or you might know me as the co-founder of BGS. I know, I'm just as surprised as you. They let me co-found something. But here's the thing, we're doing it again. Yeah, this time we're leaping into our other deep love, the vast and vibrant world of country music with something we're calling Good Country. Now, this isn't just another newsletter. Think of Good Country as a place. A place where you can explore, learn, and dig into all of what makes country good. Seriously, country music has so much going on these days, and it's coming from so many different deep and soulful places, and we're here to cover all of it. Just as we've done for bluegrass and roots music at BGS for over a decade. So sign up now at goodcountrybgs.substack.com and let us bring you the many sides of country music straight to your inbox. Good country. It's a nice place to be. Hey, it's Cindy Howes from the podcast Basic Folk, where we have honest conversations with folk musicians. Check out our very special 250th episode featuring an interview and performance with Basic Folk co-host Lizzie No. I feel like most women I know have an experience where They've been working and working and working to perform and to execute and to please everyone else. And then things sort of fall apart a little bit in some way or another. And partying can actually be a really important step towards getting free because it shows you where you need to fall apart and being on the dance floor, like in community with Mm. other women and Mm -hmm. in community with queer people. Mm -hmm. Like for me, those experiences have been so important. This time, Lizzie is on the other side of the mic talking about and performing songs from their brand new album, Half Seas. Basic Folk's 250th episode with Lizzie No is streaming now on the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network. Join us there or wherever you get podcasts. Hey, this is Travis Book. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Travis Book Happy Hour Podcast. I'm Travis Book. This episode is brought to you by Americana Vibes and Preston Thompson Guitars, makers of fine instruments handmade with love in Sisters, Oregon. In August of 2020, I welcome Tommy Marr and Jesse Iaquinto from Fireside Collective to the Travis Book Happy Hour. I'd worked with Fireside on their studio record, Circles, producing the session and helping them during the process of developing the material. I've since worked with Tommy a bunch, and he's been in the house band on the happy hour twice, but this was the first time we'd played as a trio or sat down for a conversation about more than music. This was a really fun show, and I'm sure you'll enjoy. This podcast is an edited distillation of the full-length happy hour, which aired live on August 19th, 2020. I edit pretty heavily for the podcast, but full episodes of this and every happy hour can be viewed anytime at thetravisbookhappyhour.com. Live from the Great Eagle in Asheville, not Nashville, North Carolina, this is the Travis Book Happy Hour. With your special guests, Jesse Iaquinto and Tommy Marr from the Fireside Collective. Plus the Happy Hour House Band featuring Jesse and Tommy. And your host, Travis Book, yes.
Thanks, fellas. Welcome, everybody, to the Travis Book Happy Hour. I'm your host, Travis Book. We have a great show tonight. Jesse and Tommy are here from the Fireside Collective, as the announcer just told you. And we're going to talk and play songs about home tonight, among us, amongst other things. But first, a little music. I've been having such a hard time Wanna hear you on the other end of the line Want the cold wind to blow me back on down the road I keep having the same bad dream Wanna know exactly what it means where the ones that I love they don't know that I've been gone I wanna be back home Another drink and I might forget Do some things that I might regret When I get to the bottom I only feel more alone I better head back home Feel that warm summer breeze. Will it still be standing there? Will it be gone? See the lights of the old town. Gonna dig my roots deep into the ground. Let the moss gather on this old rolling stone. It's good to be back home. To be back home, always good to be back That's my man Tommy Marr there on the Dobro. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, welcome to the stage, Tommy Marr and Jesse Iaquinto from the Fireside Collective. Really great, guys. Howdy, friends. Asheville, Ashevillians, Ashevillians. Guys, this is the interview segment. Yes. You ready for this? Late on us. So my first question is, do you guys sleep okay? Uh... <laughs> 
I'll let the new the, the new father answer that first. Yeah, Jesse, you have a, you have a new child. Uh, two months. Uh, two months. That's right. And so, I have been sleeping. Good. Somewhat. Good. No, we we found a nice arrangement that works for both of us. Um, my partner Kara, who's an amazing human being, is taking care of our baby Rose right now. And uh, yeah, she's awesome. Give a hand for Kara, the amazing mother. Um, she stays with Rose, and I stay with our cat Cosmo. Keep him oh, company. You lucky. Yeah. Lucky him and I have gotten real tight. So. Yeah, man, that's that's a really underappreciated method where you yeah. just don't sleep anywhere near the baby. Exactly. <laughs> I, I would recommend it. Yeah, I learned that from Steve Martin. I was like, that is genius. <laughs> I should do that next time I have a kid. Yeah, I heard people talking about it in the beginning and just like, yeah, I moved into the other room. It was incredible. And I just never crossed my mind. And when it happened, I was like, that's the key. Oh, yeah. That's the ticket right there. Oh, yeah. And then I get up in the morning. I can pick up the baby and help out. And Kara can sleep a little bit more. I make coffee. It's, it's really working well. And, you know, it feeds the whole cycle for both of us, you know. Totally. Both of us getting enough rest. We're getting along fantabulous. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear it. You know, when I asked, do you sleep okay, what I, was re- what I really should have asked is, like, how are you guys doing? Do you guys have, are you guys have, you guys have anxiety? Are you able to just sort of be in the midst of all this and just... Like, how are, you, how are you handling all of this? Well, I'm taking gigs from friends that are putting on live streams. I got you, bro. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Travis Book. It's, it takes a lot of work to do this. And, um, you know, I, I feel like I have been um, really pushing my, my musical envelope in, um, with songwriting and really spending a lot of time with the Dobro and taking the opportunities like this one that you've offered um, and doing little, you know, getting my musical... Uh, juices flowing still so it's been some adjustment but i think i'm doing pretty damn good you seem good yeah lots of running and hiking and things i would never normally do when we're on the road all the time with fireside and you you know with the dusters so taking advantage of that there are some darker moments throughout the week throughout the day such is life man but you know um this is amazing that i get to play for people with my friends so uh you know times like this is what i'm looking forward to you know continuing to do over this yeah and we had a gig last night and it was it was awesome but before that when was the last gig you guys played it was supposed to be here (laughs) on march 14th that's correct so ironically the last gig we played was friday the 13th in raleigh at the poorhouse Oh, yeah. And it was eerie. You know, you could feel something building. We had no idea that this whole thing was coming, you know. Saw a little bit on the news happening in other parts of the world, just thinking, like, surely that's going to hit us at some point, but let's not think about it. Oh, and then that's we the American way, baby. <laughs> to think about it, and uh, it all just kind of <laughs> shut down. And for me, it was kind of like, first was like this blind optimism, like, you know, telling the band, don't worry, guys, we'll be back on the road by... July and everything will be fine. We'll just <laughs> knock this out. Yeah. Oh, and then a couple oh, months so went silly. by, and uh, yeah. the second phase of, of depression <laughs> set in. And just like we were supposed to release an album March 20th, and we'd invested all this time and energy and you know publicity, and had our whole team working on this CD release that never happened. Like this was the CD release party was at Gray Eagle on March 14th. And Travis produced that album. So Yeah, so it's kind of weird standing here, <laughs> yeah. you know. I did. I produced that album. <laughs> um, well, you know, it, it's good you mentioned that. I was going to talk about that. I mean, we worked together on the record Elements, and that was a huge growth experience for me, and I assume it was for you guys. For anybody listening or watching, you can order that record anytime you want through the Fireside website. That's right. You can also order all kinds of stuff from them to support them financially. And, of course... Their music is on all streaming platforms, and they'll get paid a right. fraction of a cent if you listen on there, so go for it. Thank you. you know, Spotify is great. I dig it. Um, we, had a, we had a really good time working on that record. It was, a, yeah. it was an incredible opportunity for us to get to spend a lot of time together and for me to see you guys. I remember like, seeing you guys play shows before that and then seeing you. like You guys opened for us at the Georgia Theater this winter. I remember like, watching you play your show. And, and I was in the audience, and I was like, in my mind, I'm like trying to take all the credit for it. I'm like, yeah, these guys are killing it. They really, they really soaked up everything I told them. But I know that the truth is really just that the, the process of working on that music 
And, and you know, any time a band is like together and shedding and, and being vulnerable and, and showing each other music and dealing with the dynamics of trying to create a record and share the spotlight, all these complex things, it just, it forces a lot of growth. And I feel like, you know, that's, that's part of, I think, what the, the artists that are going to come out of this thing feeling good and doing well are the ones who are treating it as a growth opportunity. It's uncomfortable and you're having to sort of reevaluate what value you have, what you can offer because Fireside can't really go out and play shows. Just like the Dusters can't really go out and play shows. The overhead is too high, it's too complex, you gotta have too many people in the room, you just can't do it. Right. And so here we are sort of with the opportunity to kind of reinvent, not necessarily reinvent ourselves, but just stretch. Yeah, in a way it's reinventing because this business model, the touring business model has been pretty, you know, repeated for decades. You get in a van or a bus, you go play for live human beings, and then you come home for two weeks, and then, you know, you hopefully sold a bunch of merch. That's, that seems like the model that's worked very well for, you know, as long as our bands have been around and probably before. So this is a completely new business model. So it isn't yeah. reinventing in a way, yeah. Yeah, it feels like, it was almost like there was like a 20-year phase from like the yeah. early aughts until 2020 where that was what you did. You got some people together, you got yourself a van, maybe a trailer. Yeah. If you're lucky, maybe like a sound guy or someone to sell merch and you just went out there and drove around yeah. and played for ever would pay attention, right. scrape the money together, split it up on the ride home, and then see each other in another week or two weeks. Like, that was the model. But now, you know, prior to that, you could sell records yeah. and make money prior to the 2000s. But now, here we are. Who knows what the next... Who knows what's next? I mean, here we are. Yeah. Here we are, streaming <laughs> on the internet, begging for money. I mean, <laughs> it's really come to this. Yeah. Speaking of which, you can donate at any time... Venmo, Travis Book, or the Gray Eagles PayPal. PayPal backslash the Gray Eagle. All those donations go to keeping this going, keeping the Gray Eagle going, yes. keeping everyone here employed, keeping these guys paying their rents and their mortgages and all that stuff. So anybody out there you want to contribute, we appreciate it. Any little bit helps. Um, man, uh, are you, so like, are, are, what, what are you guys working on now as a band? Are you guys, you guys writing? You looking, what, like, what do you, what do you do? What are you doing? I mean, it, it just keeps changing, you know, because it's like the finish or the starting line keeps getting moved back every time we plan for it. I stopped signing contracts for, the, for shows because I was like, it's not even, it doesn't even mean anything anymore. Totally. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we were doing live streams for a little while. We had, like, a series that we were doing, um, and we're going to record some videos, maybe some covers, and just kind of looking forward to 2021. But, I mean, our album's out there. And so we're trying to think of ways to engage people with that. Um, on, a, on a bigger note, I feel like not just the music industry, but society as a whole is taking... Like, this is a chance for us to step back and look at our habits that we've been in for, you know, centuries for some people and some, you know, careers and look at maybe the way that we operate and and think about if there's a new way that we could work integrating older models with newer models you know maybe we don't have to all work as much we can all work a little bit less and split up the work and you know work from home or work from different locations um i don't know i've been my own personal approach i thought i was going to be writing a lot but instead um when my baby came along i just kind of plunged myself back into reading and like learning about the history of the world. Yeah, we, you talked about that a bunch yesterday, studying, yeah. studying a bunch of history. Yeah, I'm kind of obsessed right now. I got a book on Rome that's like massive. It's the most I ever spent on a book. It's kind of weird and nerdy. I didn't think that was going to happen. But what, what did you spend on the book? $75. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> but it's awesome. It's well got done. A, you know. Like, the history of Rome is the history of, of Western civilization. It's the history of what we do now. Like, all of Christianity, modern-day Christianity, is, is shaped by the Roman world. To think 2,000 years ago they had extremely sophisticated systems of government, you know, society. They spread before they, you know, before industrialization and before the Renaissance. There was still, like, this just incredible wealth of knowledge you know started with the greeks who are my personal favorite love those guys <laughs> socrates you're my boy 
<laughs> no, but I feel like, Falafel. you know, to look at, to, to prepare for the future, you have to look at the past. I know it's cliche, but like, you know, human civilization has been around for thousands of years and some things have worked and some things haven't. And uh, my personal belief is that we've reached the end of the age of empires. We've reached, the, there's no longer conquering, you know, we know everything, all the borders are set, everything's set, things might change a little bit. But now we have this great opportunity where we have more knowledge than we've ever had before. And we can share that with everybody. We can create a world where everybody is truly free. Everybody can have access to health care, to food, to, you know, a career, to just the chance to be happy. I feel like, you know, I'm, maybe I'm just trying to create a silver lining out of, you know, the, the darkness, but... Of course, you need the darkness to see the light, and you need to look at the past to create a, a good future. And I feel like maybe we're in a place for, for something not entirely new, but just a rethinking and a repurposing of, of civilization as we know it. Yeah, it seems to me if our culture would pivot even like 10 degrees toward a more sort of a, 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 you know, equanimous, a more, a more equitable society where our pursuits and our goals were a little more in harmony with um, sort of functioning as part of a as part of a system, and a little bit less sort of um, obsessed with kind of the the, the myth of the self-made man, the myth yeah. of 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 the main objective to be the accumulation of wealth and right. of of a larger house and fancier cars, and it's so that's so deeply embedded in our culture. We'll never leave that behind, right? Like, we're never right. going to lose our obsession with the automobile. Mine is only getting worse, I right? <laughs> I love my truck now more than ever. But, um, but even, even shifting a few degrees in our perspective... Just a little bit. Would, I think could, could, we, we could see some sort of profound changes in the way that we all sort of collectively treat each other and approach the way that we... I mean, what we're talking about is, like, how you move through the world. Yeah. Matters... Ma I like to call it matters of being, which I feel like is... To me, kind of like the main point and main question of spirituality, I'm not as so concerned, honestly, with what happens when I die. I'll be dead. But I'm acutely interested in how to orient myself here and now and what the point is and what the purpose is and how to ride this thing out, you know. And that, that to me, is kind of the, oppor that's the opportunity of the great pause is to yeah. be able to get automatically you get a little space from it and be able to kind of look at it and be like, wow, that was my overhead. Or like, why did I think I needed to do that? You know, yeah. why was I spending so much time away from home? Right. Or why am I commuting an hour in my car each way every day? How can I continue? You know, and, and the great pause. The, it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> the great pause. I like that. that was, Lindsay Liu was calling it the great pause. I, I, thought, that was, I thought that was cool. So, um, you know, what, one other thing I want to know, um, and then I'm going to let you guys have the floor. Um, what... what what makes, you, what makes you guys hopeful these days? Like, what, what gives you hope? Uh, ooh, man, that's tough, Travis. What gives me hope? Well, I know the band, you know, collectively, we're, we're, we're hopeful that people need music enough, um, just as much as we need to play music, that there's going to be a, We're going to figure this out. So there's, there's some hope I, I have for the music community, like you guys who come out you know, on a Wednesday night and the countless other human beings on this planet that, that need to experience music um, live to, to feel what music gives them. So I'm hopeful that that power is strong enough that we will inevitably figure out a way to get live music back and super healthy. And I'm hopeful for that um, from a career standpoint and then, you know, from a personal standpoint... Um, you know, just being hopeful is, is, is constantly, uh, it's a day-to-day -day, uh, thing just to get through the day. There's different ways I, I, you know, I try to remain hopeful. But um, it's just about looking at the glass half full, man, you know, that old saying. It's all about good vibes. Wherever you look, you see what you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. You write the world the way you want it to read. Everyone finds their, their own reason to get up in the morning. And it could be religion, it could be your family, it could be your dog. Uh, or all three, or, uh, you know, whatever. So, um, but, you know, from a strictly musical kind of fireside-centric 
um, standpoint, when I'm thinking about the band and hopefulness, what I mentioned earlier about I think that there's going to be a way to figure this out in the next few months where bands can start to perform in front of people again um, in some capacity, even if the virus stays pretty, you know, intense. Um, I'm just, that's what I'm praying for, man. You know, not so much because I care about being on the road and, and, you know, having fun, but I feel like music serves such a huge, important purpose in people's lives. And, um, you know, it's like, for me, it's like uh, an essential nutrient, like vitamin D, you know? I need it. Like, I can't just say, oh, this, this is here and now I can't play. Like, I think Jesse and you feel the same. Like, you know, you need it. There's other things in your life that are as important, maybe more important, like a child, you know? Um, but deep down, I feel like every artist has some reason to, to get up and create art still, even when the setting and the scenario is as crazy as it is right now. Yeah, I feel real lucky that I can actually play music. This is amazing. myself because Great. I really love music and so I need good. it. Yeah. And I can just play it for yeah. myself anytime I want. Yeah. Like it kind of dawned on me the other yeah. day. I was like, oh, this is sweet. I can play music for myself whenever yeah. I want, yeah. you know, and and not not everybody like I, sometimes I was telling you in the car the other day, like I forget how much music means to people because it means a lot to me. But like the analogy I drew to a friend I ran into this friend who was way into cycling, and I said, it dawned on me the other day, like, imagine if you couldn't ride your bike for six months. Couldn't even touch it. How psyched you would be to finally get back on your bike. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, like, for me, music is a huge part of my life, but I can pick up the guitar anytime I want and get some of that. But for people, I, I think that I just, sometimes I sort of forget how into music people are, you know? And some of you are here right now. You just yeah. love this stuff. And... And that was part of sort of what drove me to kind of trying to figure out ways that I could play. You know, like I know we can't fit more than 25 or 50 people in a, in a space, but let's, like, my attitude is kind of like, let's see what we can yeah. do with that. What about you, Jesse? Kicking ass, What's it. keeping you hopeful, man? Your baby? Uh, yeah. I mean, looking in the eyes of an infant child and thinking about the world that they're going to inherit, you know, it makes me want to be a better person every single day which is why I've gotten back into philosophy and reading and history and stuff. Um, and I just feel like on a, on, a, on a deeper level, just like the chance to stop and pause and, and collectively face a challenge together is, it might seem like a terrible thing, and there are definitely tragic aspects of it, but suffering, you know, creates perseverance, and perseverance creates knowledge. And so... We have a chance. I feel like everybody I meet is deeper now. Like everybody has a new appreciation for what they have. And everybody, nobody's like, it's all over. Everything's done. I'm, I'm giving up. I mean, everybody that I talk to actually seems kind of, I mean, we, everybody seems a little bit burdened and annoyed with some of the stuff. But at the same time, I mean, you're seeing like restaurants adapting really quickly. That's what we do as humans. We adapt. We get better. We do things better. And I think, you know, from looking at Rome, what they did so well is they adapted new cultures. They brought them into their existing culture. They didn't stay firm and say, you have to be exactly like us. They allowed them to keep their own identity, but then also adopt their, you know, culture. And, and it created a new hybrid. And that's what the United States is. That's the dream of America is bringing in all parts of the world and creating something new, something that's uniquely human, that's, you know, valuable. We, we, you know, like I'm also really into the Renaissance right now because it was about humans. Humanism is what created the Renaissance. It was about like we're in this together. What can we all do as a team, as one team? We're just one giant family. You know, there's no, the borders are cool and everything, like they're important to have your own government and to function, but when you step back and you look at the whole thing, the human journey has, is, we've been here for over 100,000 years, civilization's only been around for, you know, 5,000 years or so, and our country's been here for, what, 240 years at this point or something? We're, we're just getting started, but I feel like we have a chance to 
like I said before, just repurpose everything. And I feel really hopeful because the farm-to-table movement that had already begun, it, it's just going to get better. You know, the environmentalism, the idea of, like, let's clean up the earth. Why, why not? Like, what if we could just swim in all our rivers again? What if we could just, like, go out for a hike and not see trash? Like, we can do that if we all agreed that, like, you know, it's not about some political... Um, climate change. I don't even use that word. I'm, I'm more focused on fresh air, <laughs> fresh water, clean water. Like everybody likes hiking. Everybody likes going out and looking at the stars. We are of the earth. And if we protect the earth, it will protect us. And I think we can, I think we can create a new society with this situation. It might take a little bit of like, you know, back and forth, but the thing that bothers me the most is extremes, when we get too far to one side or the other. And when we can come to the middle and we can agree again, like that's the Buddha's message was the middle path. Middle path, baby. You know, Jesus talked about moderation and just, you know, loving everybody. Like that's his main message is loving everybody. So if we love everybody, we find the middle, we find ways to create a safer, cleaner world. We all like nutrients, right? Like, let's keep farming. Let's, get, let's bring farms back. Let's bring like healthy soil back. Like, everybody, yeah. we could create that for everybody. And I think the infrastructure is already beginning. And, you know, I, I, that's what makes me hopeful. I mean, maybe, I hope it's not a blind hope. Because there are moments when I wake up and I just feel a little bit, Sad, like there's, it's such a huge undertaking to create change in well, any way. Well, denial is an essential part of any sort yeah, of trajectory. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, you need like a little bit of you denial. You need a little healthy dose about, of denial. About the reality of situations. Asheville's, Asheville's a great place to be for all these things you're talking about. You know, I love living in, in Asheville and feeling like, and in, in North Carolina, feeling like I'm sort of on the frontier of something. And I can't quite put my finger on it, you know, but yeah. it... Um, it's a really hard thing to explain to people who aren't from around here, but this is a really uh, this is a really powerful place, and it's a very interesting place. And there's a lot of a lot of a lot of things that I feel like it sort of have ripple effects for the entire Appalachian region and the South. A lot of that stuff, a lot of, a lot of that sort of marinates and 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 you know sort of starts to come about in this part of the mountains. There's a lot, there's a lot going on here. It's a great yeah. place for all that stuff. On that note, you guys want to play some music? That's Jesse and Tommy from Fireside. Travis, thanks for letting me rant. I've been reading so many pages and just trying to talk to Kara and she's just like, oh yeah, that emperor killed that other emperor. Really interesting. Well, welcome to married life. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, yeah, and, uh, okay, okay, great. One, one cool thing that I didn't get to touch upon when you brought up our album Elements, we've got a song on there called Circles, and one of the coolest circles for me right now, actually standing in this room, is I came out here in 2010 to watch uh, Sarah Watkins from Nickel Creek. She was one of my favorite artists. And I got here, and she was opening up, and I was like, are you kidding me? Who... Who is she opening up for? And after she played, the infamous String Dusters walked on stage and just proceeded to destroy it. It was incredible here at the Gray Eagle. And I've been a fan ever since, so it's really cool to be here on stage with you, Travis. Thanks, brother. I'm glad you're here that night. Absolutely. It's funny, it's funny how life works out. It really is. Standing on the hillside down in Caroline A gentle breeze carries me down along the pines Cabin in the distance, the clouds in the sky I'll stay with you forever, just tell me you'll be mine
Say that you'll be mine and nevermore you wrong. Never to be lonesome, I found my happy home in the sweet southern pines. Way down in old Caroline, my little cabin home. No longer will I roam, just say that you'll be mine. If I ever ramble, if I ever roam, if mountains lie between us and wayward winds do blow, I'll rest easy knowing in the morning I'll be gone with a one-way ticket bound for the place that I belong in the sweet southern pines, way down in old Caroline, my little cabin home. No longer will I roam. Just say that you'll be mine. Thank you, friends. The cabin song. Well, I'm out here on the job, trying to make an honest pay. Driving down these spikes, just counting down the days well, This hammer's heavy, oh, but my heart is light Knowing that I'll soon be back by her side If you're going my way, I could use a ride Back to that blue-eyed gal by the Carolina line I'm here in Virginia, trying to earn a dime Just to pay my way on back To Caroline Hot in the days are mighty long Swinging this old iron Just singing this old song If only these tracks I'm laying on this ground Could bring me on back To my home in sound If you're going my way I could use a ride Back to that blue-eyed gal By the Carolina line I'm here in Virginia Trying to earn a dime Just to pay my way on back
That's a song from the record you guys made, Elements, that I helped you with. It's such a great tune. Uh, this is one of my favorite tunes that we did on your guys' record. I agree. I love this one. This, this came together in the studio so well. It's high time for Riding the Wind. Take it away, fellas. Southern skies. I've been winding through a maze, keep coming back to where we started each time. Been sorry, wandering on through the darkness and these misty southern skies. I've been winding through a maze, keep coming back to where we started each time. And it's a high time flying. It's a high time for flying. Well, it's a high time for riding the wind. It ain't the first time, and it sure won't be the last. Oh, good Lord, it's a high time for riding the wind. Well, it's a high time for riding the
time y'all it is high time one of my favorite things about Travis being in the studio with us is some of his advice on the songs that we played and wrote and uh, this is one of the songs that he had a hand in he came in and he pulled one note out and it just just one note one note made everything just perfect what was really nice was when I made that suggestion of dropping that one note all you guys were like, yeah. <laughs> Instead of being like, uh, it seems like, like yeah. such a simple thing. Like, why didn't I think of that? But that's why we paid you so that's, much money. That, it, it was a lot of money. That's why we paid you so much money. <laughs> it was way too much money. That's another lesson you guys learned. You're welcome. Thanks to our Kickstarter donors for, for contributing. To Travis. You guys, you guys remember how I enclosed my porch in the back of my house? Yeah, I do, actually. You guys helped pay for that. Oh. <laughs> you should name that the fireside porch. Glad we could help. That's what it is, the fireside room. My kids are indebted to you, thank you. Now they have a playroom. Straight too far away. Well, if I ever cross your mind, I'll be waiting where the mountain rivers flow. So don't be scared to drop a line. 
bring it on home, bring it on home. Oh, you know it's been so long. I'm just waiting for you to bring your love on home. Bring it on home, bring it on home. Oh, you know it's been so long. I'm just waiting for you to bring your love on home. To bring your love on home. Thank you so much. It's been a great show here tonight. Huge thanks to the Gray Eagle, I Am Asheville, Thompson Guitars, our sponsor, and everyone who donated, and to you, our studio audience. The best in the world. This has been the Travis Book Happy Hour Podcast. Thanks for listening. Huge thanks to Jesse Iaquinto, Tommy Marr, Thomas Webb, Andy Eubanks, the Gray Eagle, I Am AVL, Thompson Guitar, Americana Vibes, and all the supporters who contribute via PayPal and Venmo. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Travis Book Happy Hour, and full-length episodes can be viewed anytime at thetravisbookhappyhour.com. <laughs>